are listening to the Flood Podcast. Music and more with Bushy and Metal Mike. Sit back, crack open a cold breeze, break out your step, light it all in. While we do our retrospective views and discussions of all things music, food, and entertainment. Give your Metal Mike Metal Towns. So without further ado, here's Bushy and Metal Mike. Well, all right, welcome to another episode of the Plug Podcast, Music and More. I am your host, co-host. I'm one of these two bitches. This is Bushy. My other bitch, my brother from another mother, my sidekick, my partner. I'm no longer going to call you co-host, sir. Metal Mike, how you doing? (laughs) I'm doing all right, man. How you doing, dude? Oh, Love it going through these interviews, reminiscing on Rock and Pod. Such and a can't wait time. till next year, huh? Oh, I'm telling you. Yeah, I know, right? I'm bringing binoculars, and I'm, wearing, <laughs> and I'm wearing my baggy pants next time, baby. Another thing <laughs> I'm going to do is, uh, I already talked to Brian Davis about it. Like, I've lost quite a bit of weight. Well, I'm going to go to the gym so I can do some cardio for my heart and all that, but I'm also going to work weight lift man that way i'm like all buff and shit when i nice. want to get down there and yeah yeah i'll be like yeah hey, you want some of this old guy come here mama you know <laughs> what i'm t- trying try to finally be in competition with bushy huh because we already know what's up dakota <sighs> okay <Yeah. laughs> i mean the chick asked you where you were from well she asked where all was from bill of course before I could even say anything, interjected, and then and then she, I think she was trying to understand exactly because she, she couldn't hear you. She kept because that's what I know. She kept asked, you know, it, it seemed to me like you had to repeat yourself a couple of times. Or did I imagine that? I think you imagined that because you were just awestruck. Oh, okay. Well, she was beautiful though. I mean, dude, we all. I mean, here's the thing. This poor girl is like immortalized on this podcast and the Metal Mike show for sure. Lovely. And, and she don't even know that we were there. We're in this business, or she don't know nothing about us. Not really. a thing. But Dakota, we worship all things that are that donk. Yeah, she was. Oh but, my God. But she had a great singing voice too. And you know, oh, she, it's what, she's it's Jersey. What? I'm New York. It's just meant to be. No, there you go. <laughs> no, there you go. Um, but uh, no, she she was really sweet though, man. Um, the whole band was really good too, and. And, and very talented. And like I said, man, I felt a connection to her when she said what her favorite Eagles song was. I'm like, that's my fucking favorite Eagles song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, and, and, you know, and I saw her smile at me when I screamed that because I point, I'm like, that's my fucking, fa-. and she, she just kind of grinned. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, Spazzilla, whatever, well, dude. But no, if she you was think about it, it uh, you'll have to remind me what song it was they sang. Uh, uh, what, the Eagles song? Yeah. It was one of these nights. Okay, yeah. Which is a great fucking tune, by the way.
But, oh, yeah. But, but you have to understand, the casual fan is going to be like life in the fast lane or fucking Hotel California. Right, right. You know, so that, that was pretty badass. So I, I definitely understand her making that connection. Like, oh, shit, there's another one. There's there's two mm-hmm. of us then. Yeah. Well, as I said, when she she was literally was seen it and she smiled real big because, you know, I, I threw the devil horns up and everything. I didn't give a fuck. Oh, we were having you know, a good time. We were a few, we were we were a few a, pitchers in. And, and I think she got a kick out of all of us. But, yeah, I did notice, like, I think she was asking you more details about where you lived. That's what I seem to remember of it, like, because you told her where you were from. And then and then you both talked about her being from Jersey and you being from uh, New York. So I do remember that. And I was like, this fucker. <laughs> but that's all right. Plus, I mean, he, hey, plus, he's a pretty son of a bitch. It's like, God I mean, damn it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, if she's gonna hook up with somebody, I'd rather she hook up with you than some asshole, you know. Of course, I, I, I agree. Keep in mind, she didn't hook up with any of us. None of us. Yeah, we, you know, we weren't. But how hard were any of us really trying? I was just in awe of the dunk. I mean, it was like muff. Oh. Everywhere, as far as the eye could see, man. And and what was amazing is, like, remember when the older gals came in, the cougars? And oh, we were boy. even like, Jesus Christ, even the old, the, the ladies my age are hot. Like, yeah. Yeah, it, it was. I'm telling you, man. I want to move to Nashville. I'm not gonna lie, dude. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'll probably end up in prison, but. <laughs> and I don't know if I should tell the joke here, but it seemed to be a big hit with everybody else there. <laughs> but no, <laughs> fuck it. I don't care because, look, Bushy is not going to be going to prison for this. And I don't condone this. Isn't it bad that in this super sensitive fucking age, I have to preface this with a disclaimer? Oh, it's fucking pathetic because anybody who has half a mind should know that you're joking. Oh, you would think. But I but I told Sinzak, I told you guys, like, dude, I got a career goal in mind when I moved to fucking Nashville. Serial rapist. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's dark, but it's funny. But if you walked around and saw the donk that we saw, Yo, old donk, 21-year-old donk, 30-year-old donk, 40-year-old donk, 50-year-old donk. I was like, fucking donk, 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 donk. Good God. I love me some Nashville. But yeah, this is... Yes, Yes, sir. This is going to be the final chapter in our interviews uh, portion of the show. It really... I don't even know why the fuck I'm on, except I got to do all the editing and everything because I have nothing to do with the <laughs> interviews you're going to hear today. This is the Metal Mike show. <laughs> These interviews you you're go. going to hear today. Well, and, they were with Verno, though. So, you know, it's a little crossover with the Metal Mayhem ROC podcast. Fair enough. One fair of our enough. fellow DJs at thatmetalstation.com. Plug, plug. Cool guy. Cool guy. He, uh, I remember him reaching out to me and then he... You know, he was asking me all kinds of questions about the station and how I podcast and, you know, different ways to get it out there. And I, when he started asking about the station, I was like, dude, you're talking to the wrong cat. Yeah. I could tell you what I do. I could tell you how fucking easy it is. And as long as you've got the personality and the mic presence, and he's obviously been doing a podcast for years, it it, it, it should be a shoe in here. Talk to either of these two guys. And I, and I put him in contact with you and John. I, I don't know which of the two he got a hold he of. He reached out to me. He actually came into the chat room while I was doing my thing uh, on the stream at that metal station. Nice. And, um, you know, uh, 
Yeah, so really, he sought us out, which is a little different. Like, not that we won't have some people go, hey, I don't, you know, I mean, we run ads all the time. Hey, do you want to be a DJ? You know, hit us up, blah, blah, So we'll have people hit us up. And then we'll have people who've been on other radio stations who may have left and, 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 and they, you know, took a you know, some time off and they want to get back into it. And, and these are connections that Duckett's and, and Sarah um, have made. And then there's people I've, um, you know, kind of grabbed or, or known that I'm like, hey, they'd make a good DJ and, and, and all that. But this guy literally came to us and was like, hey, I, I want to do something with you guys. I've I've checked out a lot of the other radio. Like he loved what we were doing. He loved our our website. He loved everything about us. And and he and he is like, hey, I do a podcast and I and I listen to it and it's a really good podcast. Like right now, he's doing this whole history of metal thing that's nice. really cool too. So yeah, Verno, great guy, awesome dude. Um, glad he's part of that metal station. Glad that he does a radio show of the same name as the podcast. And yeah, man. Um, he and he was a huge help to us, you know. Like so. Oh yeah. Shout out to you, Verno. You fucking rule. Yeah, yes, you know, especially here because I'd walked away, and uh, at this point I was sweating. Oh, it was so hot in there, though, dude. I, I, I understood why you did what you did. You know, it was one of those. I was like, I gotta get the fuck up out of here, and I walked back in. You know, because I went and got a drink. I ain't gonna lie, because you know, Bushy drinks, and especially at this event, I'm, I'm trying to think of a time I was sober, and I'm pretty sure it was first thing in the morning. <laughs> you know because i would leave the hotel room go downstairs get a cup of coffee go outside have a smoke chat with everybody you know chat with mike dawson from fucking uh uh you know the smoking kills you know and i'd chat with tommy skio because he'd be out there smoking and you know chat with ron keel everybody's out there in the morning and then i'm heading back up to get a beer because the coffee's just not doing it because that's that's what rock and pot is it's total debauchery but in a legal way you know, and I said that a couple of weeks ago, you know, it's just, you're having a Bloody Mary because you need your vegetables, okay? But you still need to fuck an alcohol to take the edge off. <laughs> right, right. It's, I mean, a, it's such a great time. It's nothing but a big fucking party. And you get to hang out with your heroes. That's, that's the best fucking part. But what's also cool, and I think you'll agree with me, Metal Mike, especially today, because you have two interviews here today that I was not part of. One of them was somebody that actually approached us, and uh, I, I just wasn't in there for that particular interview. And the other mm -hmm. one was a scheduled interview that I walked in, and it's like, oh, that's happening now? Okay, well, you look like you had it under control. And I gave him a thumbs up and walked the fuck back out. I'm like, oof, I'm going to go cool off some more have another drink. <laughs> Yeah, um, it was, it turned, well, the first guy was um, the president of the heavy metal or the metal hall of fame, um, Pat. Um, we're, going to, what, we're going to guess, butcher this fucking name. Get, and what we, is it, Gesualdo or Je, something Gesualdo, like that? Gesualdo. It's very Italian. Mm -hmm. So we definitely apologize for butchering your name, sir. But we also definitely respect what you're doing. Because all these metal bands not getting recognized is bullshit by what that Rolling Stones run fucking clamp bake that is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, you know, I, I'm, and I'm with my cohort, our good friend, um, our brother in metal, Dr. Fuck. Like, I, I don't understand why once you realize, like when I was younger, I used to get pissed. I'd be like, well, how come they, and it wasn't always just metal bands. Sometimes it's just like bands that have been around. I'm like, 
how come they're not in? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Right. And then when I fucking did some research and found out, oh, it's like Paul Stanley said, you know, um, and he said it like this. It's not like this is our peers that, that induct these people. It's it's Rolling Stone magazine. And you know what? I have my issues with Paul Stanley, but he's absolutely right about that. It's John Warner and his fucking sink effects, these fucking elitist fucktards at Rolling Stone that hate hard rock, that hate heavy metal, they hate pro- progressive rock, they hate anything that, um, you know... It, is it top 40? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I mean... I mean, you're talking about, uh, I mean, we're talking about a magazine like, oh, yeah, now they give bands like Zeppelin and Sabbath and those guys. Even um, Kiss, I mean, they refuse. shit all over fucking Oh, Kiss. my God, dude. And continue to forever. But, but when they're getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, all of a sudden Rolling Stone has a fucking cover. With yeah. what, like 1976 era fucking Kiss 75, on it? 75, I believe it was fucking during the Alive era. And uh, it's a great cover, but... Great like, cover. I, I, I actually, it's one of the few Rolling Stone mags I have. Yeah, I'm like, fuck you, though. I mean, time, I'm like... It's like, kiss my ass, dude. You guys shit on these bands, you know, from day one. All the but, time. But I'll dude. tell you this much. And here's... Mike, damn it. Here's where I'm going to change gears on you. I don't care if they are caving to the pressure... The mm-hmm. fact of the matter is, they're caving to the pressure. Fans are now voting in who belongs in the Hall of Fame. Now, on this last one, I still fucking disagree. Iron Maiden should have been in. But you know what? It's a fan vote. These other guys are getting in. I, You know, it's so fucking weird because I don't know why it matters to me. But it matters to me. See, it don't to me. Fuck them. Fuck them. I felt that way for a long time, and I'll tell you why. They not only did they disrespect the bands we love, dude, but then they make them wait. Like they made Sabbath wait for a fucking decade. Alice Cooper, how God knows how long. And then it's like once they finally inducted, we're supposed to just roll over along with the artist, I may add, and thank our lucky stars. Fuck those fucking syncophatic fucking assholes, man. I think the problem Fuck is Fuck the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Fuck them eternally. I could care fucking less if they induct my band. <laughs> I, I think the problem care. is a lot of fans do care. And when I say I care, but I don't care, but I care, but I don't care. I mean, it is. Oh, the, I don't give a fuck. It is the most known Hall of Fame. And it does get irritating if you call something a rock and roll Hall of Fame and you're inducting oh, they, okay, they're, they're, non-rock okay. and roll fan, uh, bands. There you go. All right. Over, right, right there. Right there, Bushy. Yes. That's my issue. Number one. Despite the fact it's run by Rolling Stone, which I think it should be run by their contemporaries, it should be run. Which I do know, guys like the dude from Rage Against the Machine is very instrumental in saying, "Hey, you need to look at these bands." Yeah. Um, which I do. Uh, it, uh, that's cool. We're you talking know, about like, Tom Morello, right? Yes, um, that is cool. But here, here's my 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 gripe with them. I mean, just leave Rolling Stone out of it. Leave the elitism, leave all that out of it. Number one, why are they calling it the Rock and Roll Hall right. of Fame? They should um, just call it the American, American Music, Hall, Music of Hall of Fame. That but, way they can induct what, whoever they want. But then because, you can't get the British bands in. Uh, yeah. So is it the World no, Music Hall true. of Fame? That's not true. The British Music Hall of Fame has American artists in. Oh, well, then, fair fuck enough, and my argument is obviously invalid. I think it should be called the American Music Hall of Fame, mainly because that way they can induct somebody like, say, Madonna, who has had a Hall of Fame career. Yes. Let's be real. 
Okay, but she's not rock and roll. Well, then if it's the American Music Hall of Fame, it doesn't matter if they induct rap or 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 whatever pop, rock, folk, whatever the fuck it is. Even and, country. And admittedly, Bushy matter. likes all that music. And I and, well, so do I, dude. You know, like a lot of people think like I'm anti-pop. I do like some pop music. My, my but my problem with it is like I said, it's like look. And another thing, again, not that a guy like Johnny Cash, who I absolutely love, doesn't deserve to be recognized, but he's already in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Now you're going to induct him in this one, too? It's just like, if they called it the American Music Hall of Fame, it would just make more sense to me. I just feel like it's false advertisement. I think they use Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because it sounds cooler. It sounds legitimate. It sounds like it's... And, and there's a bunch of people who don't do the research like Big Daddy here did, who doesn't understand that, um, yeah, the people that are picking this, and they still do it, dude. They still do. I don't, fan votes, yeah, they count, but be damned, man. They still induct fucking bands that, I'm sorry, like, and some of them have had a Hall of Fame career. That's what, that's, that's what I'm saying. But they're not rock and roll. So, right. number one, you know, they need to change the name of their shit institution. It's a fucking joke. The whole thing is a joke. It's a farce. And I can't take it very seriously anymore. Well, the, you know, when the, I was that's younger, what's so she, amazing. and I didn't know better, it did bother me. But now that I know who it is, it's Rolling Stone. And just like they say in fucking Almost Famous, they are the fucking enemy as far as I'm concerned. Fuck Rolling Stone. Fuck them up their ass. They suck. They're a joke. I'll take Cream Magazine or any of them other old metal magazines. Circus. Over there. Circus, fucking Hit Parader, Metal Edge, Metal uh, Forces, any of those fucking magazines. Rip Magazine. Fuck oh, yeah. Rolling Stone. Tom Gucciotto and Spid. Fuck you. Suck my... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm, going, off of, <laughs> I'm going off on a Guns N' Roses tangent now. Well, you know what? Well, Spin <laughs> Magazine sucks, too. Yeah. They had, they had that great four Kiss cover... Uh, that's true. That, that's that I true. that I do have during you yeah. know, the reunion, but I'm a kiss nerd. But we're not here to talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, although we just had a metal mic meltdown about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We're talking about the Heavy it, Metal Hall of Fame. Yeah, and the Pat, one that actually matters. Yeah, Pat Jeswaldo. I mean, and and Pat, I hope I'm saying your name right because I'm going to post this on your uh, group page. And <laughs> I hope I said it. And you right. know what? If I had the money, Bushy, there'd be something else. Not only would I help out the Metal Hall of Fame and make it even bigger, but I would start another Hall of Fame and call it the real Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Fucking bitches. Put that in their pipe and smoke it. Hell yeah. Fuck the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. First band in, Bill Haley in the comments. For sure. Rock around the clock, babe. The first, the first Rock and Roll song with a guitar solo, by the way. Yeah. So amazing. Oh, I would love to do a rock history thing. God, so much fun. But no, we're going to talk about this. Uh, the, the Metal Hall of Fame. Now, a lady came up to us. It was in between interviews. And uh, she was just, you know, searching people to talk. And we were like, yeah, we, we, you set it up for what, like one o'clock or something? Because it was in a, a dead zone area for us where we had some free time. They didn't show up. And we waited like five minutes or so. But it's so hot in that room that we were like, you know what? We haven't seen the fucking expo at all because we've been busy all day. Mm. So we went to walk around the fucking expo and shit and, you know, did our thing and went on to our next interviews. But they did reapproach you, and I think that's fucking awesome. And uh, mm -hmm. yes. Now, now tell me your experience. And I, I don't necessarily want you to tell me what you talked about 
in the interview, but lead me into what was going on with this Pat Jeswaldo interview. Well, uh, you know, like I said, it was his representative or whatever asked, hey, could you do the interview? They introduced us. Uh, me and but uh, me and Verno started talking to him. Very uh, cordial, cool guy. A total fan. Gets it. I went off on a little mini rant. I think even in the interview about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, you know, because like I said, I I just I it, you know I get mad like at people that try to give it legitimacy when it really does not deserve any. So um, you know. There you go. But it was a really cool interview. I, we didn't get to talk as long as I would have liked because Craig Gass was literally coming up behind him. I mean, these guys were a little late to the game, right. um, which I understand. You know, they, they you know they're they're out there trying to network and do their thing, and yeah, and they probably and that's and they probably Rock scored and... other interviews with other people. So yeah. I get it. I'm that's not what Rock and Pod's all bad, about, but, man. But we have to interview the people that we got in the lottery, man. We can't just go, oh, hey, Craig. Sorry, man, but I'm interviewing Pat Gaswaldo from no, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. So, you know, uh, but we were able to get some cool questions in and a really cool guy. And uh, he also is, does this whole thing. Uh, it's a trip or a um, charity also that they do. Um, that's part of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, uh, it's part of the nonprofit organization DAD, D-A-D, Drums and Disabilities, which helps children and adults fight disabilities on a global basis. So I think that's a really cool thing that they do that. I, I, I think it's fucking cool what they're doing, and I want to support them as best I can. So well, that's awesome. There you said, go. And it wasn't the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It was Metal Hall of Fame. Right. I just want to put that in there. Uh, well, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame wouldn't fucking... Um, help anybody out anyway i mean from what i understand they charge the people they induct to even be there right. fucking douchebags well anyway. you can find this these guys uh their website is metalhalloffame.org they also have a facebook like page they have a facebook group page so check them out check out the charity organization and then check this out this is the interview with a uh, metal mike inverno i believe is that correct yes, sir yes the vernomatic from uh, Metal Mayhem ROC, that's because they're in Rochester, New York, three hours south and west of where I lived for 32 years. This is Pat Jeswaldo, Metal Hall of Fame. That was beautiful, Bushy. I'm pretty good, huh? You are. You are. <laughs> okay, right. here we go. This is DJ Metal Mike from the Plug Podcast and ThatMetalStation.com, and we are at the Rock and Pod. 2021 expo and we have with us the founder of the metal hall of fame and drums and disabilities also known as dad pat galswaldo how's it going pat how you doing oh pretty good thanks how are you i'm doing good man doing great man uh so basically you got this event this is your fifth anniversary this year yes sir and a hell of a lineup here now these are people that are being inducted yep Doc McGee, uh, the manager of KISS, the Motley Crue, and God knows how many other bands. Bruce Kulick, formerly of KISS, Eric Carr, uh, Bill, Bill O'Coin, posthumously, Paul Diano, nice. Uh, Blaze Bailey, Derek Riggs, the artist and the creator of Eddie, uh, Triumph, great underrated band right there, by the way. Uh, Megadeth guitarist uh, Marty Friedman, legendary rock photographer Mark Weiss. Uh, who's going to be inducted by D. Snyder? That's going to be fucking awesome. And then, of course, Striper, man. Awesome, awesome, man. I really want to say I think it's great that you're doing this because I detest 
the fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I, and the reason why is because it's run by the enemy, as far as I'm concerned. Rolling Stone, Jan Warner, those elitist fucks. Yeah, I said it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, uh, yeah, so what you're doing is awesome. Keep doing it. And we're a big supporter of that at thatmetalstation.com and my uh, podcast. And with me is, of course... One of my DJs, and he has a podcast from own, Metal Mayhem ROC. Say hello. Pat it is, right? Yes, it is. Well, welcome. Thanks for stopping. And Thank you. Um, to reiterate what Mike is saying, the lineup's fantastic. Right off the bat, how do you decide who is getting inducted into the Hall of Fame? Because you have Blaze Bailey has a short career with Iron Maiden, but then you have someone like Bill Coin. Yep. What's the criteria? Well, the criterion actually is part fan. It's all about the fans. So the fans get to vote on our website, metalhalloffame.org, right? So they can go there and vote, which is a huge part of what we do. And then we have our own committee as well that then assembles that, and then we put that forward. But is the committee set up by their, like, is it by their peers? Because that's something that I noticed Paul Stanley said when they got inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He was just like, well, it's not like our peers, you know, he... You know, Paul knew, oh, well, they're the enemy. It's Rolling Zone. Is it, uh, is it people that are from the rock and metal computer? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, yeah, artists, Arzo, like artists managers, all 100% rock and metal. That's yeah. awesome. Absolutely. That's awesome, man. Well, that's great. And when is this event? September 12th? So September 12th, yep. September 12th, and it's going to be at volume.com slash metal hall of fame. That's the streaming site. And that'll be 3 p.m. Eastern. And then we're doing a little event before that as well in Jersey at the at the uh, Middletown Arts Center. So there'll be a little live event. Uh, Eddie Trunk will be hosting it. J.J. French will be there as a book signing. Um, and then we're going to have the live stream at 3 p.m. Eastern. All right, great. Well, you know, uh, Pat, I appreciate you coming by and saying hello to us, man. But fortunately, we got Craig Gass here, man. That's we're it. on a schedule. Oh, he's got one question. Now, is this, because of COVID, is this just a streaming event? But normally it's a live... A live event in Anaheim every year. It's the kickoff for the NAM show the night before. Okay, well, let's fast forward to next year when we want to go. Yeah. How do people get tickets? Is it... Metalhallfame.org. Just keep on, you know, look at the site and you'll see our inductees. And it's going to be January 19th, 2022, the Marriott Delta. Yeah. All right. Uh, very quick question. Yeah. Uh, let me get your four favorite heavy metal bands of all time. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. So you are. Uh, has to be first one, Deep Purple, for sure. Okay. Sabbath, of course. Uh, Maiden and Priest. You know what? Goddamn good list, man. We, we ask this question all the time. And <laughs> right. I can't, good uh, can't really debate with that one. <laughs> all right. The Metal Hall of Fame live stream, September 12th, 2021. Find it at volume.com backslash Metal Hall of Fame. Pat, thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. That's awesome. Yep. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for coming by, man. Stay metal, brother. You, you missed your smith when you are. You cucumber head, they call me. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> that was <laughs> Metal Mike, and I, I'm keeping all that shit in, by the way, you dirty fuck. Because <laughs> it's fucking gold. It is. That was Pat Jeswaldo, uh, the creator of the Metal Hall of Fame, being interviewed by ThatMetalStation.com's own Metal Mike. 
and Vertimatic from Metal Mayhem ROC. Metal Mike for the Metal Mike Show and the Plug Podcast, Music and More. Hell yeah. It was a great little fucking interview. Uh, it, it would have been interesting for it to go longer, but with Craig Gasco in there, I mean, he... He'd have been right. sitting there saying, I'm charging you $700 because I'm Gene Simmons from yeah, Kiss. He might, he'd have been like, I'm Gene Simmons from Kiss. And, yeah. you know. I wish I could do it, Gene Simmons. Oh, man, him and Ken Bills, man. Craig Gass and Ken Bills right? have the best fucking, the best fucking uh, uh, Gene Simmons impressions I've ever heard. Well, I, I was kind of hoping I could meet Ken so I could record him saying, DJ Metal Mike is a powerful and attractive man. I would have... I would pay for him to do that. Just you I know. wonder if I still have it. I've got. Do you story. have one? Did he do one for you? I bet he did, didn't he? He did at the very first one. Awesome, awesome. I think it may only be a YouTube. If I have it, I'm going to include it in here. I've got a few weeks because oh, there you go. We're backlogging these right now, just so you know, people. Gene Simmons of the Rock Group Kiss, and you're listening to the Big Bushy Power Hour on ThatMetalStation.com. Bushy is a powerful and attractive man. And I, in fact, I don't even know if this one will air when it's supposed to, because I know we do have Abby Kay coming up. And as we're recording this, Abby Kay is a week or so away. What weekend is that again, Bush? Uh, 9-11. 9-11, okay. Yeah. So it, as, as things come out, we also have to realize we have other things coming up. We are staying busy. Um, like I've said, I've reached out to Matt Pinfield. I still haven't heard back from him. Brian Powell, I've reached out to him. I heard back from him, but we're just trying to lock it down at this point. So I'm, I'm doing my homework, biatch. Yeah, that's you. You're the bitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever, man. We all know I'm the guy that changed the whole dynamic of this show. So, you know. I know um, it. You are, and I'll tell you why. Because... You show the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm consistent, baby. Consistent. Reliable. <laughs> Employee yeah. of the month. Metal Mike. There you go. There you go. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. You know what? I'm going to make you Employee of the Month of that MetalStation.com. So, oh, I'll never hey, get that. DJ yes. of the month. Yeah. The, uh, you got the DJ that never sleeps. I got the DJ that never fucking does a show anymore, it seems like. Oh, right. you know, it, you'll get there, bro. You'll get ah. there, man. It's going to get. It's gonna happen, bro. What is it in the past, since January? Oh, my God. I'm back. I'm not back. I'm back. I'm not back. My next promo well, is going to be, guess who's back? Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here's the thing, though, dude. I think with you and me, you know, like, like I, you'll always have a at that metal station like you're not going anywhere oh no these I, fuckers fire like, me i'll burn their station to the ground know, oh damn <laughs> oh my uh, which, anyway. which will be hard it's not a brick and mortar station people i gotta go to right. people's houses okay that takes real right. dedication <laughs> right and time oh my but um what i was gonna say though is that like you know like if let's say you're gone long enough to where you couldn't hold on to the slot you had doesn't matter if we give that slot to somebody else. I would, we would find a spot for you. Like you're not going anywhere, dude. Just to let you know, it's you're not going oh, anywhere. These motherfuckers just hinted at I'ma lose my spot. Dirty fucking no, whores. I did, I did that just to just to make your uh, sphincter tighten. Did it work? Oh, a little bit, little bit. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, do I have to kick somebody off a Sunday night slot? Fuck. 
There you go. <laughs> well, you know, I think now um, there's still the one Sunday night slot that's open because Kane, while he's still part of the Metal Mike show, he he doesn't do a show for us anymore. Um, no, I, here's what I found out doing days. Um, because I have Chewy following me when when I'm on. Mm-hmm. Is I hate motherfuckers being on after me. Yeah. You know, because it constricts you. Now, the other problem with days is the good thing about motherfuckers being on after me is I have to go to work. You know, so I, you know, and I have a good core group of people that, that you know, maybe they'll come back when I finally am able to get back on the air. You know, they're there. They're consistent. I got to get off because I got to go to work. But man, that weekend show was a lot of freedom because mm-hmm. when I started, I was at nine to midnight, but nine to midnight meant nine until who the fuck cares? Cause nobody's on until seven o'clock the next night. Well, like I said, just for hypothetical reasons, and this is all hypothetical, but like, let's say you come back and you wanted that nine, that, that, that Sunday night slot. It's yours. As far as I'm concerned, Ain't nobody else got it right now. So you know, just keep that in mind. That's all I was trying to say. There's no reason for you. So unclench the anus. It's okay. Well, my finger's in there now. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> all right, then. Uh, <laughs> you go right on ahead. So the next interview we had, we had scheduled. Just like a poison fan if I can have an anal fixation. Anyway, uh, what sure. was it? I was, sure. Yeah, what? 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 Okay, go ahead, dude. Why not? She liked it. Oh. <laughs> this last interview... Um, Man, I didn't. I I have to admit, I do nothing about this cat. But that's the I knew great thing very about, little. Well, see, that's the great thing about Rockapod as well is, um, I mean, much like with Abby K coming up, knew nothing about her, but we got to see her perform live. I've got her EP live in Charlotte. Uh, that's not exactly what it's called. What the fuck is this thing called? <laughs> oh no! Live from the Playroom, Charlotte, North Carolina. That's recorded July 26, 2020. It's a four-song EP live. It's covers. But I tell you what, it's damn fucking good. We'll be having her and the band on because their single drops uh, September 10th. And we're going to be speaking with the band on September 11th. So that's pretty badass. Uh, and hopefully we'll have access to buy that single right away so we can get it on you know, with the interview. But that's oh, not yeah. that. That's the thing about Rockapod. It's all about networking. And uh, this guy actually had a, a you know a bit of a career. I mean, he's played with somebody. Oh, um, yeah, played with a few people. Yeah, and uh, I I just wasn't there. Um, it was hot. Like I said, Bushy pushed out. Man, I I, I threw Mike under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what's fucking hot? Hey I'm man, a, we're like tag team wrestlers. You just tagged out, and I went in and took care of shit. That's hell all. yeah, and he absolutely did. And uh, going back and listening to this interview, I really I, out of this, I, you know, out of the you know three or four you did with me not there, this one I appreciated the most because this one went long. Yeah, and it seemed like a good conversation between the two. We really give it fifteen minutes per. We typically cut it a little bit short. I think the Ricky Rackman went around 15, 17 minutes. But we typically cut it a little bit short so these guys could get on to their next, you know, their next interview. This one went really well. What was your experience with this guy without giving away things that were in the interview? 
It was awesome. He was such a nice guy, really cool down to earth. And we just, it was like talking to a music fan who just happened to be a musician, a very talented musician. Um, and it was just really cool. Like he's done, I mean, not only was he in black and blue, but he's played with a lot of different people. He does a Guns N' Roses uh, uh, tribute band and um, just a really cool, he teaches music in Portland. Like he's a really, in, he was just a really cool guy, man. And uh, he's definitely into some progressive stuff, though. And uh, we talk about that in the interview, which is not wrong. With that. I, I, again, I feel about progressive rock and metal the way I do about every subgenre or ver uh, style of rock and metal. Um, some of it I dig, some of it I don't. It all depends upon the artist. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, like I think sometimes progressive rock gets a really bad rap, and I'm like, well, hey, there are some good bands and some good stuff out there. You just got to know where to find it. Some right. of it, I'm look, not going to lie. Look for like... Pink Floyd and fuck Rush and Dream Theater. Whoa. Um, now, Dream Theater, I kind of follow what you're saying there. Like, I, it, but I'll tell you another band that's gotten into that route. Iron fucking Maiden. Oh, I am... stop it. Oh, oh, whatever, dude. Fucking 18 minute songs and shit. Fuck it's not songs. 30, 40 minute songs. It's way too long for Iron Maiden. <laughs> I, I like the two tracks I've heard so far. Uh, and I'm talking about Book of Souls. I ain't talking about this new shit. Uh, well, that last song. That country Book of rock Souls. song. Fuck that song. That ain't Iron Maiden. <laughs> the new Iron Maiden. Actually, that song wasn't that bad, though. The new I was Iron just kind of like, eh. Good. I, eh. You know, I haven't heard Stratego yet. The only Stratego I know is that fucking board game I used the to play game, as a kid. Yeah. A kid so. I didn't think it was bad. I know Dr. Fuck hated it. Yo, he liked the first one that was released, but he hated this one. So, I mean, look, I love Maiden. I I don't want anybody out there listening. Don't get it twisted. I love. Now, are are Maiden. you a Diano Dick? Because like Doctor Fuck, I Diano I love dick. them both, and, and I'm I okay with the, being a Diano Dick. Like, there's no Maiden after Diano. It's like, no, well, no, Ralph doesn't say that though. See, he's not one of those. Ralph prefers Diano, but he loves the. I think he loves everything up to Power Slave. Power dude. Slave, yeah. You know, and then there's a few other Bruce albums after that he likes. But no, he he's not a Bruce hater. He prefers Diano. There's nothing wrong with that. It's like Exodus. Exodus has three awesome singers, man. I love each and every one of them. Dude, I get it. And sometimes people are just wrong. I mean, Diano is not better than Dickinson. Roth is not better than Hagar. I mean, I get it. <laughs> All right, look, number one, the, the Dickinson, Dickinson, Diano is, I mean, when I was younger, I was a Bruce guy. I ain't gonna lie. But as I gotten older, I've learned to appreciate Diano a lot more, especially songs like Remember Tomor
Exodus Psalms and seen them with Zetro, and I'm like, oh fuck yeah, I want to be there. I want to see that so fucking bad that would rule. Look, but as, anyway, as a casual fan, I would be there. But we're not here to talk about Exodus. But Iron I, 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 but I do want to get this point across. Um, at one point in time, I was totally a, a Dickinson guy. Now I love them both equally. I'm not a big fan of the Blaze ba- Bailey era of Maiden, but I'm a fan of both. I just, I just think they're both great. It's kind of like people who want to argue about Ozzy and Dio. I'm like, yeah. can't we just agree they're both fucking awesome? Right, and like just Roth and Hagar. Hey, I like Sammy. I just don't like Van Hagar. <laughs> I've never okay? heard of that band. All I yeah, know is Van, Van Hagar. Hagar. Van Hoover. Okay, whatever. Know, fucking know, watered know. down, pussed down, fucking... Tried, okay, as far as I'm, especially 5150. That album pissed me off so fucking bad when I bought okay. it. Can, can we was, agree Van Sharon was definitely the worst incarnation? Oh, oh, by far. Fuck Van Sharon. In fact, I feel about Van Sharon the way I feel about Rocky Five. It didn't happen in the Rocky series. That movie never happened, okay? Hey, the other, the other I didn't hear no bell, Tommy. Yeah, fuck that movie. But the other Rocky <laughs> movies are canon. He stole my room! Including the Apollo Creed movies or the, the Creed movies, but fucking yeah, dude, I'm sorry. Like I, I, I love Montrose. I dude, I live in St. Louis area. I like a lot. I, I come on heavy metal, uh, three lock box. I mean, Sammy red. I mean, go down the list. I love Sammy Hagar, man. But I, that's what made me so mad is when I got 5150, I was so excited. I thought this was going to be like a Black Sabbath, Ozzy type thing. Like, we're going to get fucking awesome hard rock. And that's not what we got. And do I blame Sammy for that? No, I don't. I do blame him for going along with it, though. To me, I just felt like him and Eddie mutually neutered each other. Now, that's me. What do I know? They still sold a gazillion albums. But to me, it's just not... it, It just... I, I don't like it, man. It was disappointing to me as a Van Halen and a Van Hay or a, well, Sammy oh, Hagar fan. Listen to sorry. that. Is a Van is a Van you know what, Halen you know what and that a is? Sammy Hagar fan. You know what that I was is? Just, oh, what? That I subconsciously like Van Hagar yeah, and I'm just that's, no. That's, I'm that's no, called a Freudian slip. No, whatever. <laughs> Freudian Freudian this, okay? I got your Freudian right here. Freudian these nuts. All right. Are, are we going to go back to Brandon Cook, or are you going to keep complaining about stuff that doesn't matter? It matters. <laughs> it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Does to me. Eddie's gone. It doesn't matter anymore. It'll always matter. Van Halen will live forever. But that's beside the point. Let's get back to Brandon Cook. Cool motherfucker. And he agrees with me that Alex Lifeson Rush is... Totally one of the most underrated guitar players ever. Thank you. Who? Alex Lifeson of Rush. Who? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, not everybody can be C.C. DeVille. Greatest rhythm guitar. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not greatest. That's that's a lie. Most underrated rhythm guitar player. His leads, sorry. Even C.C. will admit he's sloppy. He will tell you he had all the right influences to be a great guitar player, but somewhere from the needle to his hands, it didn't happen. But that motherfucker could play some riffs. But we're not here to talk about Poison. We're not I here to talk about Van Halen, is. Van Hagar, fucking Van Sharon. We'll, we'll, we'll never. Iron Maiden, Exodus. Sorry, yeah. we kind of went off. We kind of went on a tangent. <laughs> I, I apologize, but that'll, it happens. That'll be the next episode because I think that'll be a lot of fun. Singers, singers that replace singers and you know maybe they Ooh. were better 
Yeah. Ooh, I think that would make a great episode. Bushy. I think it. I'm just saying, you know. But here is <laughs> Metal Mike, and, and this is also with uh, the Vernomatic, right? Yes, sir. Vernomatic talking to Brandon Cook from Black and Blue and multiple other projects, as well as a music instructor. Nashville Rockapod Expo 2021. Check it out. All right, man. This is Metal Mike from the Plug Podcast and ThatMetalStation.com. And with me today is Brandon Cook, right? That's correct. Right. Um, And, uh, of course, we are at the Nashville 2020 Rockin' Pod Expo. And uh, we're here to talk to Brandon Cook. And I believe you were, um, well, you've been in a lot of different bands and got a lot of different, I mean, that's correct. A lot of different projects going on. I know, uh, you know, you're uh, in a Guns N' Roses tribute band. That's right. Appetite for... Appetite for Deception. Deception, that's yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, we just took the first two uh, the first two albums and combined them, Appetite for Destruction and GNR Lies. There you so, go, man. And then it was like, like oh, yeah, that. we're like deceiving that, people because we're a cover tribute band. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> a great title. Thank yeah, you, man. <laughs> Glad you dig it. Also, you were in Black and Blue, right? You took yep. over for Tommy um, well, sort of, no. kinda. Um, I am currently their lead guitar player. Okay. Um, we, I took over for uh, Jeff Whoop Warner. Okay. And uh, we, uh, we've been doing um, about, you know, about ten shows a year for uh-huh. the last few years, and like we really just like we're getting ready to do the Kiss cruise, and we have the Monster Rock cruise in the spring, and we're just really like kicking butt right now well, i'm sure after covid and everything i mean how hard has it been because i know just as a music fan for me like my first show was last saturday i yeah. saw the uh, black crows and it was like oh my god i missed this so much oh, yeah. you know as a fan you know what i mean i mean just covid just totally derailed everything for absolutely a, a lot of people you know and of course i was in one of those uh i'm a nurse so i was essential so i still sure i still had a job and unfortunately a lot of my fellow friend uh, metal heads and friends well, didn't or, or had know, to find you know i had to find other work so yeah. like even though uh, what i did a lot of was uh i taught lessons online uh-huh and i recorded demos uh, remotely and uh-huh. i i may actually end up making two records last year just sitting in my home studio at home awesome plug my guitar in and email things back and forth and then now are were, these solo projects these are not solo projects for me these are like uh uh uh, a great singer named Sarah Moon. We worked on a record together, and we just were in the final stages of that right now. Awesome! And awesome. then uh, we—I uh, also worked on a, a spoken word poetry record where I made like bed tracks so that the person could speak poetry over top. Oh no of it. shit! That's yeah. awesome. Man. And that's you know just kind of like for money and stuff like that to, yeah. to keep things moving and I have just great passion for making music so anytime and I get to work And it seems like on... a lot of different kinds of music too yeah. from what I could uh, gather. I, I went so. to music school so it really kind of taught me the language of music more uh-huh. universally and, and it went really so when I go to a specific project I just sort of like absorb that whatever they're trying to go for and then put See, out that's, what that's I That's amazing. See like me man I it's weird. I'm a di- I'm, I'm, I, I love music, but I have no musical talent whatsoever, <laughs> man. Like, I'm horrible. But I, I guess I, maybe that's why I appreciate music as much as I do, because to me, when yeah. I see you guys, it's like, my God, how do they do that? You know, it's like, I you, mean, you know, so, yeah, you're, you're a great guitar player, I don't man. remember when it happened or when it clicked for me, but, like, I've been 
like I remember the first time I wrote a song, I was like five years old, skipping home from school, singing a song I made up. Wow. And my older brother used to make fun of me, and he'd be like, what are you singing? What is that crap you're singing? I'm just like, I don't know, you know, like singing stuff. And it just started formulating into one day I was sitting in a, you know, my 10th grade science class writing lyrics. You know? Right on, man. You got any questions? Yeah. I did, um, what, what music school did you go to? I went to Portland State University in, in Portland, Oregon. Okay. And, you know, we had some, I had studied with this really great jazz musician named Daryl Grant there, and he he was a, a very formidable jazz piano player. He played with Tony Williams uh, from Tony Williams' lifetime. Like okay. Like Ma, uh, he was with Miles, that guy was with Miles Davis, and he stu- he uh, he did some touring with Tony for a long time. His one of his replacements after Daryl was uh, Jordan Rudis from Dream Theater. So oh, like, wow. They both worked with Tony. And Let me ask you, Brandon, what are some of your influences, guitar influences? Ooh. That's that's deep. Um, well, like the first one was like whoever played guitar on that Bob Seger record with uh, with uh, uh, from uh, old, re- old old time rock and roll. Yes, that Silver was, Bullet Band. That was my very first guitar influence. But like the main ones are like Marty Friedman. Yep. Steve Vai. Um, like I really like Slash. So the Guns N' Roses thing. It's just like unavoidable. Mm-hmm. Recently, Andy Timmons. Man, that guy is just. Fucking unreal. Can I get curse here? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Dave Mustaine, James Hetfield, you know, like uh, George Harrison. I've really, I've been, I taught a lot of lessons. So Jimmy Page and Hendrix, and uh, the one particular guitar player that really gets my goat is uh, Piggy from Voivod. You guys know Voivod? Yeah. I love that guy. He's such a great, you know. And then the jazz guys that I studied in college were like Wes Montgomery and. uh, Jerry Hahn was my guitar teacher. He's a masterful jazz guitar player, one of the best in the world, you know. And like, he, then there was uh, uh, Pat Metheny. I studied a lot of Pat Metheny stuff. Mike Stern, and that stuff really colored my the way I play metal now. So. Yeah. What about anyone's like um, like Alan Holdsworth or anything from that side, or was that a little too I like Alan, left field for you? I, I it wasn't that it was too left field because like. But he does have a very dense harmonic language when he plays. However, it just didn't ever, like, hit me. You know, it didn't Mm. make me go, I love that. And I tended to, you know, I tended to go for things I really love, you know, like, because I wanted to have passion when I listened. If it didn't strike me, I was just like, maybe it'll hit me later, you know. What about about guys like Alex Lifeson? Or um, Eddie Van Halen, those kind of guys. Absolutely. Eddie Van Halen, yeah, like, I didn't even know how much I was influenced by him. But, mm-hmm. like, as time went on and I taught the lessons and stuff like that, and it's like, dude, this guy's so pocket. And it really taught me how to play cool guitar licks in the groove. In you the know? groove. You know, just like, and Alex Lifeson, just... I don't think people really knew how aggressive of a guitar player he is, but he really is. Man, it's it's funny you mention him because to me, you know, it's funny. Like I, I, it's weird to say Alex Lifeson is underrated, but in a way, he kind of is. Oh, he is. And the reason why I say that is because when people mention the great guitar players in rock and metal, it's always you know your Claptons, your Hendrixes, your 
your, your Randy Rhodes, your Eddie Van Halen. And don't get me wrong, those guys are great, but I'm yeah. like, man, Alex Lifeson, man. It's like he's almost like the unsung hero of Rush because yeah. you got Geddy Lee's amazing bass, and and he's singing. You got Neil Peart with the drums, which, I mean, are you fucking kidding me? You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like sometimes I, I do feel that Alex gets a little overlooked sometimes, you know, man. I'm always saying that. Like, man, that guy don't get... I mean, I and don't get me wrong, when you when you name drop and people are always like, their eyes light up, and they're oh, always yeah. like, you're right, you're right. But but it just seems like when people talk about the great guitar players, they don't really mention Alex. The the funny thing about that is, is like, they forget that, like, Alex and, and Getty wrote all the music, and mm-hmm. Neil wrote the, the, lyrics. the lyrics. So... They think that they're writing to his drums, but it's really the other way around. Yes, it you is. Know? And he, those guys wrote the, the musical structures that yes. Neil would then play drums to. Right. And stuff. So. No, yeah, Brandon, you're right on because uh, Rush, more than anyone, if you took a deep dive in the way they wrote, I've read extensive interviews with Getty talking about how um, exactly that. It's It was just, you, you wouldn't even believe just how the music was based on the lyrics, but then Getty would uh, reject lyrics. And, oh, and I didn't t- know that. And in turn, yeah. it was not because he didn't like the lyrics, but just yeah. it didn't fit the music. They couldn't. And yeah, well, the, 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 the law was, I what I heard was that Neil said, if you use these lyrics, you have to use all of them in the order I wrote them. No editing. So that makes sense that he would be like, ah, I can't do anything with that. You know, I can't sing to that. I can't. Yeah. I can't uh, recommend enough the three-part uh, Martin Popoff series, Rush. Oh, really? Three, three books. I just finished the last one. Seventies, eighties, and the end. And it okay. just. Get, I've heard they're amazing. I've get it on Audible book. It. I don't know if you're on the road. Write that down for me before I leave. I will. <laughs> That'd be great. It's just fantastic. Martin Popoff, uh, Canadian journalist. Sure. Uh, he just he does extensive journalist books on everyone. Well, what about some of the heavier stuff? Iron Maiden, Dave oh, Murray, Adrian Smith. I do want to say something more about Alex. Like the, you asked a question, and I, I want to answer it. Like yes, he's the type of guitar player, like Denny Demore from Voivod, that creates a soundscape that. It, it's not hard to play, you know, like the quote-unquote difficult technolog- technical uh, stuff. But Andy Summers, same kind of thing. It's just beautiful. And no one really thinks of it as, like, hard to play. But it's really hard to play beautifully. And those guys in particular, Andy, Denny Damore, and, and Alex Lyson, made me write. And they made my heroes, like John Petrucci yeah. and, like, you know, those dudes write really hard stuff to play because they're trying he's trying to fill up an entire soundscape with its bass and drums and guitar you know right. and maybe I mean, a little keyboard i remember being a kid the first time i was introduced to rush man my older brother he brought home 2112 and i was still a little guy man and i yeah. remember just being blown away yeah that it was three guys, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I'm listening to this record, which was almost like Star Wars for the ears. I, you know, I had it is. my brother put these huge headphones on me, and I'm hearing the intro, and and it's just like it just. Are you talking away, about man. Xanadu? I'm t- well, Xanadu is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about 2112. That oh, was 2112. My sorry, Rush. all right, I didn't yeah, hear you man, on that one. Well, I mean, after that, I mean, hey, Farewell to Kings, another one of my favorite records yeah. by them, you know, and Livia Strangiato, Livia, oh. <laughs> as the as the Americans say, Livia Strangiato. Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> hemispheres in itself. I love dude, that, man. Dude, I mean, and that, and I don't know if you ever had a chance to check that out, but it's there's a guy named uh, Sam Dunn. He does a 
uh, he does a lot of different uh, documentaries. He actually did a documentary series called uh, Metal Evolution, which was fantastic, where each episode, one was, episode one was pre-metal, and then you had early UK metal, and then early US metal, and yeah. or hard rock and metal, and he just goes to glam and thrash and progressive metal and all of it. And of course, they talk about Rush, and uh, I remember that just one. a fantastic uh, documentary series, but he did a movie, a documentary movie on Rush called Rush Beyond the Lighted Stage. You can check it out on Netflix, man. It, I th- I've seen that. It's fucking like half amazing. Of it. <laughs> yeah, what Mike's talking about is uh, Sam Dunn from Banger Films. Another Canadian outfit, yeah. Canadian uh, film crew, and I think they were the guys that got their break doing the Anvil, uh, the oh. Anvil doc, yeah. which led to the Rush, and now they, yeah, they do a fantastic. I'll put oh, that they've on done your, uh, to one on Alice too. Cooper Absolutely. too, Super Duper yeah, Alice Cooper. They did, Canadian, they just, man. yeah, they did one, <laughs> they did one recently on ZZ Top about a year before, yeah. you That's know, cool. Dusty passed away. So yeah, he does amazing work and. Uh, and one of the things that was really cool is when they talked about doing Hemisphere and, and Getty's like, I don't know how the fuck we did some of the shit we did on that album. Sure. Like, you know, I look back like, you know, it was just crazy, you know. I mean, well, they were cu- they were cutting the edges yeah. at that yeah. time. They were, like, making cutting edge. Like, there was other progressive rock kind of bands. Like, right. you know, Yes was great. I really love what they did. Mm-hmm. But Rush was really pushing the boundaries of like what was capable of a three piece and like keyboards and all the technological yeah, and for me, advances. Was an factor. They were heavy. I'm talking 70s Rush. And they were heavy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, it's always fun going down heavy metal memory lane. But uh, yeah. what's Brandon Cook up to these days? Well, what can we help well, you promote? Uh, that's, that's an excellent question. That, you know? I agree. That's an excellent question. Am I on still? I just, I didn't. Okay, good. Uh, I get all nervous. But um, no, uh, I have a new album uh, that came out last year actually called The Loyal Order. It's a self-titled record, and it is uh, on Apple Music, Spotify. It's on all the platforms, YouTube. Um, You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. And the album is kind of, it's basically like the most modern rock we could think to make. And it's more of it's more of like a rock and roll record. You know, I'm kind of a progressive rock guy and I come from like a, a school music background, but I also love pop music. You know, I really right and the guy that we're working with, his name's Rob Dacre. Uh, my my songwriting partner and I, Jeff Buner, uh, he's the lead singer and uh, my co-writer and the, the the producer we work with his name's Rob Dacre. He's worked with like the poppiest of pops, you know, like he worked with Meredith Brooks and he worked with Katy Perry, like when she was still kind of a demo artist before she got her major deal. And so he brings that kind of like, and he's also the keyboard player and co-songwriter with the Dan Reed network. And he just really like brought like this difference to the way we wrote stuff. We'd bring in these like heavy songs and he's like, how about this Beatle melody or Beatle harmony here? And then we're like, yes. This sounds it's cool. Awesome, yeah. So it's kind of like a cross between like, kind of like Foo Fighters, Megadeth, and like Coheed and Cambria or oh, something like that. I gotta hear this. You know? I and have to hear you this. You definitely should because um, it's like it's just we tried to make. Though, go ahead, um, sure. Uh, you were mentioning all the ways you can get it. Um, is your stuff available on Bandcamp? Do you have a Bandcamp? We don't have a Bandcamp. I but see. We um, just made it all available. Is there any way to order the physical? Yes. Uh, you media. go to our website, uh, www.theloyalorder.com. Make sure you put the T-H-E in there, theloyalorder.com. 
and you can order the CD there from us. If you go to our Facebook and send us a message, we'll send you the link to order up a CD. Well, that'd be great because, I mean, for one thing, like I said, I'm a oh. co-owner of this. Uh... Sorry, I just remembered. You can go to, like, any, like, CD ordering, purchasing thing, uh, like Walmart, Target, anything like that. We do made-on-demand CDs through The Orchard. The Orchard is our di- distribution. Okay. Uh, we have a, a distributor named Von Artis, and we do... They do distributing through The Orchard, which is Sony Music's digital platform. Uh-huh. And they do made-on-demand CDs. So you can go and order a CD. They will print your personal CD and send it to you. It's right on. Really cool. That's awesome, man. Because, like like I said, I'm not only we do this podcast, but I'm the co-owner of this, uh, oh, this nice. internet radio station, thatmetalstation.com. And, What's it called? Uh, I definitely would love to get that album. Okay. Um, yeah, it's this banner right here. but Okay. Um, ThatMetalStation.com. Yeah, got yeah. it, got it. And uh, Oh, awesome. Thank you. you. Find it on there. Yeah, he's one of my DJs for the station, and I he has his own podcast. podcast. But I'm also a jock on That Metal Station. So okay. He basically does a live version of his podcast for our show. Our yeah, he's basically getting in touch with us is that way. This is great. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Appreciate but, that. Because I mean, we'd love to get your music so we can play it on the station. Man. Yes. We got, we got several live DJs. Some from England, some all over the country. Okay. A couple from Australia, but we also got what we call the auto DJ, or what I call the DJ that never sleeps. So we constantly have music playing. So we, you know, love to get your album and put it in, this, put it in the Thank rotation. You. We'll definitely get you one, man. man. Thank so. you so much for having me. I, was, hey, I really hey, man, enjoyed thanks this. Thanks for being here and, and bullshitting with us. This is great, man. Thank <laughs> you know, you. you guys asked me about the the. He- Do you have a second? Like, yeah, still? Sure. okay, cool, yeah. Uh, you asked me about the heavier guitar players I listen to, uh-huh. like. It gets pretty heavy. Like I really like Trey Azekthoth from Morbid Angel. Oh, dude, that guy's amazing. Uh, Chuck Schuldiner, you know, of Chuck course Dave, Dave Mustaine, you know, like Marty Friedman. Like I don't know if you guys know this, but like the early uh, uh, Hawaii records, like Chuck Schuldiner from Death quotes that as one of his first influences. influences. I had read yeah. that somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, and I I had an opportunity to tell that Marty to Marty one time. I was like, you know who the guy from Death is, and he's like. Well, I've heard of them, but I don't. I've never checked their music out, and I was like, "He quotes you as a as an influence," and he was like, "Really? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy." And I'm yeah. like, "Yeah." He said, "Your your Hawaii record was like the heaviest thing he'd ever heard," and I was he, that he was very flattered by that. Oh so. yeah, I mean, hey, uh, Marty, incredible guitar player. You yeah. Know? I mean, like, have you listened to the Dragon's Kiss record? Uh-uh. Uh, uh, Marty Freeman solo. Yeah. Yeah. You got to check that out. Like, if he, dude fucking amazing album that's super super heavy awesome, and, awesome. Uh, creator was a good one slayer i love slayer i was in a slayer, uh, did a slayer tribute band at one time and that was really God, fun I was that right here man that's awesome and the, the the other tribute band i was doing around that time was i did a prince tribute band at once it wasn't mine but like i played in it and uh prince? yep was, prince oh, cool. yep that guy was an amazing musician man yep he ta- I mean that band taught me so much about performing live and like having pocket and groove and stuff like oh, that yeah. just brilliant stuff but uh, you know I don't want to take up any more time if you if you guys got to um, go or whatever well I mean is there anything else you want to plug or, um, um, you know the black and blue is going to be on the kiss cruise this fall right on. we're going to be on the monsters of rock cruise in the spring so if you haven't gotten your tickets for Monster Rock Cruise, we're going to be on there. I bet you're really looking forward to playing oh, in front man. of a crowd again, huh? Dude, to be able to be in the Kiss Cruise and like be an artist on that, like I never had dreamed that I would ever be part of anything like that. Right. I mean, I dreamed it, 
but I hadn't thought that it would actually come true. Right, I hear you, man. And, you know, to have a guy who used to be in my band, Black and Blue, was, is now in Kiss, you know? Yeah, So. He, he became a very heavy influence on my guitar playing as well. So, awesome, yeah. awesome, man. But like, uh, the, and then my, fr- my friend Sarah Moon and I wrote a record. That's going to be coming out in, I think, the late late winter. And then the new Loyal Order record is going to come out next Awesome, man. Next awesome. year. All so. right, dude. Well, you know, I want to thank you for coming on here and, and talking to us, man. And uh, Thank you for having thank me. Thank you for, you know, keeping rock and metal alive and stay metal, bro. Absolutely, guys. Right. Thank you so much. You got, you. Have a wonderful day. Just Google those. Martin Popoff in Banger Films. Yeah, they're both Canadians. Um, All right, good long interview. As man, a lot of information there. You like music nerds? <laughs> I am a music nerd. But but no, that's I, the great thing because even though I'm not a musician, but I love music. It man. didn't feel like an interview. It felt like guys sitting around on a Saturday fucking night, much like we were talking to Jameson and in, in our love for that metal show. Yeah, he's just talking metal. You know, kind of like what we do here. Well, you know, honestly, I kind of like that, you know, I, I and maybe I didn't and I, I but I did love how Verno, God bless him, man. Yeah, Verno brought he, you he, back in. He totally did, man. And I appreciate it because I was I was totally just fucking boom. And oh, shit, man, I'm connecting with this music fan and we're just yeah. talking music. Yeah, Mike, so Mike could cool. talk. And, and oh, I'm, I'm a long winded motherfucker. Motherfucker. Now, now, look, we could be honest here because I love this motherfucker. I uh, I. I got him an interview because I had to test him out. We uh, interviewed Let It Rot several months ago because I had to know what Metal Mike would do because I know working with this some bitch that this motherfucker can talk. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> and if you don't believe that, come edit my episodes, okay? Come <laughs> do my job. <laughs> I guess in some ways I'm kind of the Ian to your Dr. Fuck, I guess. Oh, huh? my God. I can't wait till you start editing and you're like, no, I can't let you edit because you'd be like, no, these are all good points. It's like, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 we, we set up this I, interview and um, I pimp the shows on social media, which I don't know if you noticed. I shared the fuck out of our last episode. We released. I know, and, and it, and uh, and that's the last episode that we actually aired. That isn't the last episode you just heard. No, no, sir. But uh, that was actually our Rockapod recap, and it's doing pretty well on Pod being a. It's got a lot of popularity on iTunes. I hate how Apple Podcast doesn't give me fucking numbers. Right. But it I mean, is popular, huh? Yeah, it, cool. it's it's at full bars right now. That's awesome, man. Cool, cool. But uh you know, so I had to see, you know, Metal Mike's interviewing skills because he was worried about doing the Chris Farley thing, you know, and he's definitely <laughs> not like that. The problem is he goes the other way entirely because he wants to talk. And I, you know, I had to cut him off at one point. And then after we were done with the interview, I, I said, "Hey, dude, I'm sorry. I just, you know, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know." I was getting kind of carried away. I mean, and that's okay. I sometimes I'm gonna need that. Like, hey, bro, you know, psst, uh, yeah, hey. like Verno did. What Verno did and the way he did it. And I looked at him like, I see what you're doing there, but I love it. I yeah. like it. You know, what with, I mean? with me, like, I, I was just pointing. You know, yeah. because we, like with the Jack Gibson interview, I was just pointing, I, you know, back at, I, I would point at the mic and point back right, at Jack. Right, right. So, hey, motherfucker, he, it, it's about him, not you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you're right. You're right. And it totally is. I mean, that's one thing, though, that I think even with, with, uh, 
Brandon that I did is I kind of let him, I mean, I talked, yes, but I let him do a lot of the talking too and tell us about himself, man, because I didn't know a lot about the guy. So it was really cool that he was like, yeah, he was very cool, laid back, um, just a cool dude. I totally appreciate, uh, like I said, the the interview I was most nervous about just because I'm like, man, I don't really know a whole lot about this guy. Like, what the fuck do we talk about? And he ended up being, in some ways, the easiest for me. As far as, like, the whole Chris Farley thing, I'm not like that with every band. If it's a newer band, I'm not like that at all. I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? But when it's somebody like Jack Gibson, yes. Hold on. Hold on. Don't misunderstand what I said. You're, you were nervous that you were going to do the Chris Farley type interviews all the time. You remember that time you, you did this? That was cool. Yeah. But but you're That's not awesome. that guy. You're not no. that guy. The problem is reining you the fuck in. Yeah. Which scares me when we have a four or five mic fucking setup. Because all <laughs> I'm like, fuck, do I got to just turn your shit off? <laughs> Metal mic. Well, fuck I'm you. Let this guy I, I, talk. I will... <laughs> I will make a, a, a more of a concerted effort to let them do more of the talking. Well, I'll tell you what. You did a great job. Uh, all the interviews that I've heard, um, what well, are we talking you. about? The uh, Craig Gass, the Pat Jeswaldo from the Metal Hall of Fame, the Brandon Cook. That was all you, you alone. I mean, with the help of Owen. Oh, oh, yeah, no, I said Craig Gass. And the Vernomatic. You did a great job. And... I'm, I'm just telling you, I'm proud of you. you know, well, thank you. I'm proud thank of you. you. Because I walked away twofold reason. You know, it was hot and I wanted to see, you know, I wanted to see. And I'm not great at this. Don't, don't anyone think I'm tooting a horn. I'm just a pretty motherfucker. For whatever reason, people like me. It works out. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm it's same with me, man. Like, you know, it's funny because, you know, it's, I was talking to Brian Davis earlier, recording an episode of his podcast with him, and, and we we talked for quite a while after we got done with the actual episodes. And um, there was just one thing he said, and I was just kind of talking about, we were just talking about life and everything, and I'm like, the, the one thing I've always kind of had bad luck in is, is relationships. I, uh, but on the flip side of that, I have an amazing family, I have my my. I have a, and I'm not bragging. It's just the truth. I have no shortage of friends. And when I say friends, I mean like real life friends, not people I know on social media, even though I have real life friends through that as well. In fact, right. one of them's right here talking to me. Okay. Right. So, you know, I, 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 I've never been able, well, I can't say never. When I was younger, when you're younger, you care. Once I got to a point where I'm like, I don't care if you like me. I could give zero. That's when everybody's like, oh, my God, Mike's so cool. I want to be a friend. I don't know. It's really weird. But that's kind of what happened, you know, and it was like, it's kind of like I told Brian Davis, man. I'm, I'm, there's no mystery about DJ Metal Mike, folks. I'm pretty much what you see is what you what you see is what you get. What you right. hear, you know, I, I'm I'm not. um. Uh, like there really isn't much of a difference between DJ Metal Mike and Mike Tyler, folks. Just being real, I, you know, some people play a character, you know, <clears> and, I, and I there's don't, nothing I don't wrong. Know what you're talking about? And, and I don't. There's nothing wrong with that <laughs> approach. I, I'm not knocking it at all. And I used to think I did, but not, the more I think about, it, I'm like, no, I'm pretty much the same guy on Mike that I well, am in real life. Well, think of it this way, Mike. Uh, wrestlers. 
the greatest wrestlers of all time. We're talking about pro wrestlers, not that amateur grabby jockstrap wrestling. You know, you know the good stuff. <laughs> okay. Wrestlers, the best characters are pretty much direct personifications of their true self. Sure. Think about Stunning Steve when he was with the Hollywood Blondes. You know, it was it was horrible. Right. Horrible. When he went to ECW, he was injured as fuck and couldn't even wrestle, but just started talking because he was pissed off. Then when he comes back to the WWF, because, yes, it was the World Wrestling Federation. Yes, sir. And, I remember was, those days. And he was cutting those promos, and he was just being himself. Mm-hmm. He was just being himself. You know, he was he was really good on the mic, and he was just being himself, and he had some in-ring talent. Those are the guys that rise to the top. Those guys, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, when they did that DX thing, those are two goof-offs that were probably the greatest faction ever in, you know, in professional wrestling. And I know I'm going into a nerd zone here. That's but it's okay. because they were being themselves. Like right. the bushy character. The bushy guy you hear here on the Plug Podcast is a much different bushy than the bushy you hear on the Big Bushy Power Hour. Well, that's because here you're talking to me. It's just bushy is a nickname that I adopted because Wadzilla said I did have a big bushy pussy face. <laughs> and First I adopted that. Heard of you. Yeah, for the you, longest time, I kept that it. name. I kept that name, Big Bushy Pussy Face. And then favorite Bushy Pussy Face to Big Bushy to Bushy. I, I have kept that name because I thought it was fucking glorious. It's the funniest thing I'd ever heard. Oh, it was hilarious, And now dude. people introduce themselves. Oh, fuck, Bushy. I, I hear, we, we go to Rockapod. That's Metal Mike. People already know, Bushy! <laughs> yeah. Me, me too. I had people hollering my name and I'm like looking around going, who, what? You know, dude, like it was really wild because it, I didn't it, expect it that. It really satisfies your ego, doesn't it? Oh, are you kidding me? It Fuck right. It fucking satisfies my ego. And, you know, but the, the, yeah. the bushy that I am on the radio, I only talk for a few minutes. I don't have anybody interact with. You only get me. And I go into kind of a higher pitched guy that I... I don't see it, but I have been compared to by other radio personalities and people that have listened to the show. They'd say I have a Wolfman Jack vibe. And dude, what a fucking compliment. Well, yeah. I mean, what a compliment. Any, like the greatest rock and roll disc jockey of all fucking time. Yeah. Other than right. the guy that started putting rock and roll on the fucking air. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree with that 100%, man. So I don't mean, worry about the character thing. Because oh, every, every good character is a direct embodiment of who you really are. And right. that's what we do. And we have Metal Mike. But I'm telling you what. I met Mike. Now, Metal Mike met Bushy. And it was cool as fuck. Because I've been working with this guy for years. You know, we did the talk radio show, which was fucking so much fun. You know, the Knights of the Table on that metal station. We did have a blast doing that, man. I mean, that's how I got to know you. Like, don't get me wrong. I thought you were cool. I thought your YouTube videos were cool. I thought, and then when Scott got you, I was excited. I'm like, fuck yeah, we got Bush. And I listened to your show and I got a big kick out of you. Um, I thought you were cool as fuck, man. And then when we worked, actually worked together, it was like, I mean, I think that's why Scott was so keen on it. We had chemistry right off the bat, you know. And um, yeah, the and four Scott of us. Yes, you know, the, the even us. even Jeff. Def Jeff. Yeah, I'll, I'll give Def Jeff credit where credit is due. You know, even though we're no longer really friends, but that's yeah, okay. You know, life happens; it gets in the way. Yep. But 
that 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 camaraderie and Scott, what is fucking nonsense? Would you rather? Oh my god! What what a what a great <laughs> thing that was. But me and Mike learned a long time ago that we could work together. Which is why, you know, when somebody said you were looking for a show, I'm like, oh, no, let me fucking throw my dick on the fucking table before yeah, somebody threw else throws one on in. there. Boom. And what's really weird is I had like six or seven people hit me up right after you did. And, uh, but when you dick did, always wins. But, but when you did, I'm like, holy shit, why didn't, because like, I knew you were solo for a while. I'm like, why didn't I just ask Bushy, hey, dude, do you need a co-host? I'd be more than happy to come on, at least as a guest. And we had talked about it, but for whatever reason, it didn't happen. And then when you found out I was wanting to do a podcast again, um, you were like, well, hey, man, um, I already got one set up. We already got kind of a built-in audience. There's the infrastructure. We're both DJs for the same station. We've worked together before. It's a natural, and I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm in. Let's do yeah, this. Yeah, guess how I made money selling cars and door-to-door vacuums, bitch. Very, oh, well, oh my. I, I sold that shit, didn't I? You did, you did, but it, it and, makes And you know sense, what? It's man. funny. That's almost exactly how I said it. Look, it's yes. an established podcast. I already have the site. We already have an audience. I just need somebody to help the fuck out. I do yeah. all the editing. I do all the uploading. It's like, bitch, and come you, here and, then, and talk. And, and then I and and at first that's all you wanted me to do, and then I was like, dude, I'll be more than happy to handle the social media th- side of things. I mean, because editing is a chore, and it's something I I Ugh, I, I need it. to learn, but it's a pain in the ass. So it's one probably one reason why I haven't started a podcast on my own. It's the main thing. Why well, my brother is a genius with editing. I'm okay at it. At best, I learned because Scott wanted us making our own fucking promos when I first turned the station. Or joined the station, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, so I had to make my own spots, and I had to come up with that intro. But come on, that fucking intro, dude, that's a good intro. And now I've even added Brian May from the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody uh, fucking soundtrack. Oh yeah, you know, and and then I hit my fucking this town needs an animal, and I have all these great fucking lines from these movies. Mm-hmm. And then you hear that Conan the Barbarian music. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know? Yes, sir. I think that's a great... And that's why I have a it hard a time intro, changing dude. that intro. Because it's like... Hey. I know a lot of people, they'll change their intro over the years. They're like, fuck, no, that's really, really now, good. Power Hour, and I am your host, DJ Big Bushy. And for the next three hours, I'm going to give you a sonic assault that'll have your fist pumping and those horns raised. Sit back, relax, grab a beer, and let's get ready to kick this shit off with the Big Bushy Power Hour. My big brother, because again, he's a genius. He he doesn't just use Audacity; he uses Adobe. He's fucking brilliant at editing. Right. Um, one thing where he's in awe of is Dr. Fuck, because 
while my brother's great at audio editing, oh, he hasn't really video fucked editing. with video editing. And, oh. and my brother's like, God damn, Ralph is so fucking good at that. I, you know, it's, it's like Ralph's so good that my brother's like, I don't know if I could ever do video editing. I'm like, Oh, but don't be stupid. You're a talented guy. You'd figure it out. But anyway, I just want to give a shout out to my big brother. Um, Metal cause Mark. he does a lot. Well, him, that's my twin brother. Oh, okay. Uh, and Metal Mark rules. Oh, we're talking no about scapegoat. Talking about scapegoat, my older brother David Tyler, who wants to be a guest on this podcast, so we're gonna have to make that happen here in the near future. We'll um, see. What What if the guy sucks? Fuck. He ain't gonna <laughs> trust me. Have you ever listened to the show, my show, when he's been on here? Yeah, yeah, I know all about scapegoat. I just had to slide yeah. it in real quick. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know how you like to slide it in. You slide yeah. off straight so anyway. to the top. Did you play that last night? No, you played something off that album. What? Why say? Yeah, we played, yeah. Um, oh, Slow and Easy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Great song. That, that so anyway. Slide it in, Slow and Easy. Hell yeah. On um, the Metal Mike Show with Bushy. All the time. Right yes. behind you. How, oh! how did that sound? <laughs> all right, now, now, my, now my sphincter's tightening. I'm getting a little nervous. Oh, my. Um, but, um. <laughs> No, what I was gonna say though is 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 he he'd like you know he even said I'd like to be on I'm like well we'll, we'll make something happen Big Brother but he he's done like several um, uh, intros to my show like he's given me more than one version like there's one where nice. it's it's just old school traditional hard rock metal and then there's one and the way he does it is he'll he'll, he'll he does the intro or uh, to the one original one he did it was a um, um, you have entered the metal like he uses rod serling you know nice. you know yeah. and, and and he does the whole no i Twilight used to be able to listen show. to your show like pretty regularly yeah and then he goes into you entered the metal mic zone and then and and, and 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 originally i think he had like um uh um dark angel is the is the intro it was one of their um thrash instrumentals and now he's got one with it's that where it's all thrash and he's got another one which is where it's all old school traditional metal and then he has another one that's like um like almost black metal or extreme but he's he's just fantastic and right now i bought him a uh, pin like a it's like a computer pin to where he can do artwork because he's actually designing another like character or logo for us and also nice. there's a bit he did that I actually play on my show sometimes. You might have heard it called uh, the heavy metal chipmunk, where it's 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 just like Alvin, only he's getting high and drunk. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's a hilarious bit. And I've been like, dude, I would love for you to, you know, and now he's talking about actually doing like I even got a name for him and everything. Well, I mean, hey, the whole tell idea this fucker, for it, tell this fucker that we could use some goofy shit like that in the middle of our show. Right. There you go. Hey, I, you know what? I can send you the heavy metal chipmunk thing and you can play it right here on the show if you want. Well, no, I just mean the plug podcast oriented. I don't want to be stolen oh. from that metal station. Oh, that's true. Well, okay. I didn't think about that. Oh, like, yeah. Well, we, well yeah, we can have him do some bumpers oh, yeah. for the, he, for the he plug. Can, he can buy his way onto our show. I mean, he's already done our intro. So, uh, yeah, he can. He's an eighth paid off. <laughs> I'll ask him to do a, a, a bumper for the, the, you know, one that we can even play on our radio shows if we choose yeah, to. Just something uh, good short, idea. You know, good 20 idea, seconds, man. 30 seconds, somewhere in there. Nothing real long like our intro because I'm but, constantly cutting down the laughter and clapping I'm, part. So, so technically, he, um, 
yeah, he, he does have a tendency to drag things out a little bit, but but I will get I will give you that. But but he 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 basically created this heavy metal chip, my character. But I'm like, dude, you should do a little like mascot drawing, like a cartoon version of that. Like we'll call him Chuck. The heavy metal chipmunk, like kind of is an ode to Chuck Billy from Testament, man. And, you know, and, yeah. and I was like, you could draw him with a fucking bone and some like empty beer cans all around him as he's laying there. Like, you know, go. And he says he's going to do it. So uh, nice. we might actually have our own official podcast. Kind of like because I've been, with I mean, Bushy got... next to him, skull fucking him. There you go. Oh, okay. um, uh, I'm sorry. Is that too soon? Is that too soon? Do, do you have a. <laughs> Got a thing about chipmunks that I should know about? Uh, all right. So I like girls with weird teeth. I don't know. Okay, man. <laughs> Slides um, it easier if they have an overbite. Yeah, well. Bam! Right, man, you better you better watch out with Chuck though, man. He might bite that shit off. Whatever. Uh, now he even I'm threatens. Almost, I'm almost fifty. I'm almost done anyway. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> I'm fucking fifty. I'm gonna be fifty-one October. I'm not done. Mm, are you? I am not done. <laughs> Trust me on I that. I love you, side. brother. We've been having a good time talking, me and Metal Mike here. We, uh, we're we wrapping up our Rocket Pod thing. And, uh, man, Pat, Je- uh, Pat Jeswaldo, Metal Hall of Fame. I hope I said your name right, sir. Uh, Brandon Cook, Black and Blue. Great conversations. Kudos to my co-host, my partner, my sidekick, my brother from another mother. Here, here it is. Because this motherfucker took it on his own, or on his own. He did these interviews. Little assistance from the Vernomatic from Metal Mayhem ROC, especially equipment-wise, so we definitely appreciate that. You did a great job, man. Thank you. I couldn't be more proud. I'm so glad. And I made the right choice when I fucking reached out to you. I will tell you that. Hey, man, you know what? Um, I've always said that being joining that metal station was the greatest decision I've ever made in my life, but agreeing to be the, the, the co-host of this awesome podcast was the other one, which one does not happen without the other anyway, so it kind of intertwines. Yes, know? this is a very true story. It's, it's this weird incest thing that's going on here. Well, that's with anything. I mean, like a lot of your music scenes are very incestuous, you know, so this band, this guy played in this band and in that band and yada, yada, yada. It's, you know. Absolutely. It's the way it goes, man. But we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Uh, do you have anything to promote this week? I know this is hard mm. because, and actually, while we're saying this week, we've done two episodes today, and we still got one we haven't aired yet. Not including the two we did today. <laughs> huh. That's a good question. You know what? I think I do. Um, there's this uh, really cool, um, I think they're a, uh, they're from Poland, and they're... Um, uh, um, oh, what's the fuck? I'm ha- now I'm drawing a blank on their goddamn name, man. Dope Lord, Dope Lord. They're a Polish, um, like um, stoner metal, uh, doom metal band. Really, more of a stoner metal band. Um, they're badass, dude. They've got like they've been around since 2012. They've got four albums to their credit. The latest one is sign of the devil. If you know, I actually played them the other night when you were listening, remember I said, let the Sabbath worship begin. If you love black yeah, yeah. Sabbath, this is a killer band. You got to check them out, man. Um, this, this, this album, I mean, it's six songs, but some of them are kind of long. Cause you know, it's all that music to get fucking bait to. But, um, if you can dig it, man, if you're into that kind of thing, I highly, highly recommend them. So anyway, Yes, 
Check right, out well, Dope Lord. Hell yeah. That check is the plug of the out. week for the Metal Mike from the Metal Mikester. And all right, you ready to say your goodbyes? Do you have a plug? I, yeah, I'm just going to say check out uh, 8 Ball, man. They're a good rock and roll band. They're very 80s influenced hard rock. Uh, they were down there at Rock and Pod uh, 2021. I saw them perform at uh, you know, Rock and Pod 2019. Give them a you know, shout out on Facebook. Tell them Bushy and Metal Mike sent you. Tell them the Plug Podcast sent you. Check those guys out. And if you could send me some of that, I'd like to check it out. I want to hear some more of it. Yeah, I definitely will. I definitely will. All right. Awesome, man. Uh, you got uh, anything more to say? Nah, man. Final thoughts for you? Keep fighting the good fight and stay metal, motherfuckers. Fuck yeah. Motherfuckers by vinyl. We'll see you next time. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when When suddenly suddenly we're we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well that's okay Cause we'll see you very soon, I know Very soon, I know What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on The Plug. See you next week! Sitting in my chair, watching the TV. It's not even on, but there's plenty for me to see. I just lit some crazy ass shit that my friend overnight mailed to me. I'm fucking wasted. It's the best shit I ever tasted I think they fucking laced it Cause I'm so damn lambasted Well my friend came over So I packed him my pipe Told him he better go easy with this shit But he didn't believe the hype He sparked three bowls Just to show he could take it Two minutes later He was playing backgammon naked He's fucking wasted It's the best shit he ever tasted He's lost in fucking space here Cause he's so wicked, wicked, wasted Whoa, spent the last two hours Hiding under my bed Cause I looked in the garbage can And I think I saw my Uncle Louis here I'm fucking wasted Will my friend blow a hit into my pet bird's face? The bird laughed hysterically and started to moonwalk all over the place. 
He tripped over the toaster wire and fell on his beak He looked at the two of us and he started to speak Sitting in the bathtub, wanted something to eat. I wanted a pizza, the bird said a pepperoni would be sweet. Delivery guy showed up four hours later, handed me his shoe. I said, We ordered pizza, buddy. What the hell's up with you? I fucking wasted. Yeah.